This is episode 31 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is the founder of Powerhouse Women, Lindsay Schwartz. Let's get it started. Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where I get the chance to talk with some phenomenal individuals about their particular journeys and all the different peaks and valleys that come with it in hopes that it's going to motivate and inspire you guys just to get out there and try to be as fulfilled in life as you can possibly be, right? So folks that are already kind of getting it done and, and on their own path and kind of have some goals in mind. You know, you guys will be able to take some great insight and knowledge from these particular um, individuals I talk with and hopefully be able to interject those in your kind of daily um, daily life. Folks that are kind of listening to this and like, I have an idea, I have something I want to do, maybe I want to start that internet business or whatever, go out and do it. Take that first step. What does the first step look like? You know, you don't have to clutter your mind with, oh yeah, I want to be here in a year or two years or five years. Forget about that right now. Focus on the first day. Then focus on the second day. And, you know, I, I take this approach to my sales career. I have these goals every single day. The handful of four to six things that I write in a board and I have to get accomplished that day for it to be a success. That's where I stay focused and I don't just kind of have like, oh, yeah, I had an okay day today. Like, I know I got stuff done because I followed that path. I'm starting to take that a lot into my fitness and, and nutrition as well. And I implore everyone listening to this. Try to take that in your life. If you're not doing that already, write down your daily goals, what you want to accomplish. And I promise you, you are going to get there a lot quicker than if you just have some, you know, goal flying high, you know, five years down the road. It's going to be so hard to stay focused because things navigate all over the place and things adjust and you have to pivot. And if you stay focused each and every day, you're going to be right in the moment and be able to say, okay, I can see it. Now do I have to change or I have to navigate or alter it or whatever? So maybe something you guys might want to take um, and try out and see if it works in your own um, in your own life. Good transition though into uh, my guest today, Lindsay Schwartz, because you know for someone that at the end of the day she's really what this podcast is about. You know she didn't like corporate life, um, was unhappy, felt she had a different purpose in life, so she went out and, and saw a different path. And the journey was rough up front. It wasn't easy. She gets into all this. Um, and there was a lot of emotional hurdles and the like. But she she barreled down the hatchet. She said, I'm doing this. I'm staying focused and kind of moving through. And she's had some tremendous success already. And it's only continuing to grow exponentially for her. So I'm excited for you guys to listen through my interview with Lindsay. Um, her name is spelled Lindsay with an E, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, last name Schwartz. S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Go check her out on the website, uh, powerhousewomen.co. Also at powerhouse underscore women on Instagram. She has her own personal Instagram, at Lindsay Schwartz. Actually, there's an L at the beginning, so L Lindsay Schwartz on Instagram. So go check her out there. Without further ado, let's jump into my chat with Lindsay Schwartz. Let's get started. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. Glad to get a chance to uh, chat through some things with you. And 
I want to jump right in the deep end and, and kind of get started with some stuff and uh, excited for you to kind of share your journey a little bit. Um, and then we'll kind of go on some tangents from there that the audience knows I like to go on. Um, help me out where, where did it, where did it start for you? I know that, you know, looking through some of the stuff and doing some research, it seemed like there was a moment where you talk about this nudge and you kind of, you know, talk about that a little bit in some of your uh, speaking engagements and those type of things. Where did it change for you in your life? I want to start there and then I want to go on a, on a variety of different paths. I love that question. And that there really was this period of time in my life that was a catalyst for everything that people now see. You know, I always refer to it as like the highlight reel of all the cool stuff that I get to do now. But it really came out of a season of feeling super restless. And I've been an entrepreneur for about nine years now in the wellness space. And I loved what I was doing. I just couldn't describe. It was in 2016, roundabout, and I just felt really restless. I knew that I was feeling called to do something more, to expand my platform, even to change gears, because at that point, I had really been approaching the wellness space from building a fitness brand and just felt like that wasn't authentic to who I wanted to be anymore. And that was kind of scary. It was scary thinking about starting over or making a pivot. But I, I got to this point where I just could not deny it anymore. And it sent me on probably the least expected journey that I ever thought I would take, which was I had this opportunity to write a book. And so it wasn't so much one moment. It was this process over the course of the better part of a year, quite honestly, sitting down and writing a book, which was something that I actually never expected I could do or would be any good at. Um, that had me get really clear. It, it created enough mental space for me to get really quiet and really clear about what message I felt was on my heart to share with other women entrepreneurs, which is who I really wanted to impact. And then taking on this project of writing and publishing a book that I truly was not qualified for. I always like tell people to underline how not qualified I was to write this book. I had a health and fitness blog for three years and I was publishing on average one article per year. So I was not cranking out hot content. I was not a writer by any stretch of the imagination. And so what I look, can see now is it was, the perfect, it was the perfect thing for me to take on to really push myself out of my comfort zone so far that I actually got to see what I was capable of. And it showed me how much I'd been living my life up to that point at maybe 70% of my full potential, just really afraid to step out and try something that I might be terrible at. And truly taking that leap and finishing something big that I didn't know I could showed me exactly what I want other women to feel and to experience, which is, yes, it's scary when we take those leaps and when we just jump into it, which I know is a lot of what your platform is about. But that is where all of the cool stuff, the blessings, the, the breakthroughs happen. It's on the other side of those decisions that when you're staring them down, just seem terrifying. Yeah, and I know a lot of people struggle. I'm curious when when you kind of start on this new path. You said you had this this changeover. Did you know that, that quote unquote purpose? 
did you have a passion around exactly what you were going to do? Like you were full steam ahead or did you have like, you know, I find this, I listened to this, um, I got pointed in the direction a couple of years back with uh, Elizabeth Gilbert did this uh, flight of the hummingbird. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but this kind of the, the curious driven life. Um, it was a soul session that uh, Oprah did. And anyways, it was fascinating because it was about, you know, your passion, people that are passionate, one thing versus folks that kind of like myself, where, you kind of meander on that. I like a lot of different stuff. What was it for you? Yes. Did, did you have a clear set path or did it take a while to form that um, and know what you wanted to go forward with? I truly still don't have one clear, crystal clear path. And what I think the journey that I've been on in the last two years has shown me was how much that idea that it should be clear was exactly what stopped me. I didn't want to get started until I knew exactly steps one through 1000 and had absolute certainty that this was going to succeed or that I wasn't going to fail miser miserably. But truthfully, what I learned, and this is even how I described it in the book, is it's more like a horror movie where you're stepping forward into this thick fog and not really sure exactly what's in front of you. You can just see the first one or two steps. And I mean, I don't even really like scary movies that because of that fear of the unknown and that was the same fear that kept me paralyzed in not doing anything like not really going after things that i felt like hey maybe i could do this or what if i tried that so i think for for me the answer was stepping forward into things i was curious about and there were things that i tried and that i pursued that didn't it, at some point i figured out like oh okay this isn't the thing but hey, cool, it led me down this other path that maybe I never would have found otherwise. So I don't know if you have found that to be the same, but I think it's really powerful to be multi-passionate. And it, if we allow ourselves to pursue the curiosities without having an expectation that it'll turn into this big overarching purpose for our lives, I think it actually keeps us more flexible and allows us to pivot in new directions that we feel called to. Yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more on that. I, I think that's where a lot of people have a hard time taking, you know, the whole just get started premise, have a hard time taking that first step because they want everything to be laid out perfectly. Mm. And, and it, I think it's getting that almost, yeah, it's it's really the curiosity, but really the confidence to say, hey, I can just take that one step and bait. And that step, whatever that is, it may lead me to other steps that I never knew, like you're talking about kind of coming out on the other side of it. You don't realize that was even there the people you meet, the experiences go through until you take that first step into the unknown. And I, and I think that's what scares a lot of people, but the, the folks I talk with a lot like yourself that get to the other side, they realize like, wow, it was worth it. Um, after all, even, even the ups and downs and the failures and successes, it was worth it. So I'm curious, where did you, and, may, and I'm sure it wasn't a one moment, but where did you get the confidence to get out of your comfort zone? It, was that something do you think built up through kind of growing up in childhood or early in your career? Just what do you think led you to taking that leap finally? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just like laughing over here because if people could have seen the behind the scenes of what took place over that truly like a year in order to have me actually complete this project, you know, for me, it was the book. It was messy. There were a lot of days that I cried or I was so uncomfortable and just pressed up right against the edge of my comfort zone. But to answer your question, what 
is interesting about it is on the days that I was closest to calling it quits and I had all the best logical reasons for why I should, if, if I really tuned in to who I wanted to impact and why I was doing it in the first place, there was always evidence for why I should keep going. And it was sort of like this, this one tiny seed of the question, what if? Like, I know what it looks like to have a big vision for something and not complete it because of fear. But what if? What if I finish this? What could happen? And it was that tiny seed of hope, I would guess I would call it, in the midst of this overarching feeling of just fear and self-doubt. It was the tiny seed of hope that kept me going and then coupled with keeping my focus on why I was doing this project in the first place or why I was willing to get out of my comfort zone in the first place because it wasn't about me. And the moment I remembered it wasn't about me or some glory I was working toward, that it was 100% about who I could serve in the process, that was what was just enough to keep me going that next one little step. And can you talk about the experience of, of writing a book? Um, especially your, you know, I don't know if you have a background in writing or anything. Um, I was horrible at English. So um, I, <laughs> if I wrote a book, I'd have to get a, several proofreaders. Um, what was that experience like going through that process? Like, how did you, how did you write? Was it, you know, batch writing? Did you do, do it throughout each day? G give us a little insight into that process. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> the quick answer is it was messy. I am not a writer, like I shared. And quite honestly, I had always, said I wasn't a writer because of my fear of being judged or fear of putting something out there that people might not like. And so when I got clear about that, what was really stopping me from just giving it a try, I think that helped to free up some creative energy. But number one, I got myself accountability. So I put myself in a program that gave me some structure. It was this um, six-week webinar they actually don't do this exact webinar program anymore, but it was essentially an accountability structure where I had to show up every week having written a thousand words. And then um, you mentioned like not being great in English. My worst fear in English class in high school, college was having someone else read and critique your writing. Well, that was exactly what happened on these calls. You'd show up and you'd read what you'd written and then people would give you feedback. Now, it wasn't the kind of feedback I feared. No one tore it apart or said it was crap or, you know, it's terrible. For the most part, it was really encouraging. It was, hey, I love what you're trying to say here, but this part isn't really clear. Or it would be on the days I needed it most, it would be someone saying, wow, I can't wait to read this book. I think I really need it. I think, you know, I really need this message. You should keep going. So number one, putting myself in accountability. But then the second part and this was where I never allowed myself to get to this point, is I had to write through some really terrible writing. I had to just get it out on paper and be willing to be bad enough long enough until I got better and then be willing to get feedback and stay committed to, okay, if I want to make an impact through this writing, I have to open myself up to some feedback and be willing to, to look at where I can improve. And so being willing to write through the parts that never ended up in the book because they were terrible <laughs> was what eventually led to there would be days I'd sit down and 
I would have like a block of time dedicated to writing and it, the words would just flow. And some of my favorite parts of the book truly came from a place that my relationship to them is almost like, I can't believe that I wrote that. It, it just doesn't even feel like something that I had in mind or that was right there at the top of my mind. But I had to write through all the bad stuff to allow space for some of the best ideas to come through. And I think it's like that with any of us who create. Sometimes you have to get through revisions and put stuff out there that isn't perfect. It's not what we ultimately imagine our content or the things we're creating will be. But by working through the stuff that isn't great, that's what creates space for the things that will seriously blow your mind. And is the the process of it is one thing. What about the promotion or getting the book out? Did you self-publish? Did you use a publisher to go through it? T tell us a little about that process. I'm curious to hear that. I did a hybrid uh, self-publish. So I hired a publishing company to do all the back-end work, but I kept 100% of the rights. So nowadays, there's so many different ways to get a message out there. There's a lot of print-on-demand options through Amazon. I've had friends publish their own books in that way. So I kind of did a hybrid of that where we, we launched it on Amazon, but I had a company do all the back-end work for me. Um, and then I was in essentially my own PR campaign. So we launched it on a specific day, and we really created a lot of buzz around that being the launch day and really drove people to buy the book on Amazon that day which boosted it up into the bestseller rankings for the women in business category, which is where we were positioned. And then, uh, you know, now I, I, I still sell books on Amazon, but I prefer to sell them at events that I speak at or things like that just for, I mean, quite honestly, you don't like really make a whole lot when you sell books on Amazon, but it was worth it to promote it that way to launch because then we were able to, you know, now I'll always be able to say that it was an Amazon bestseller. So I have like that stamp, um, uh, you know, that feather in my cap, if you will, going forward. But the book isn't really even what I heavily promote anymore. The book for me was a means to, it's almost, almost like the gateway to everything else that I'm doing now with my live events for women and some other online communities that we've created just to really support women in doing exactly what we're talking about, getting out of their own way and into action around the things that they want to create. Yeah. And that's a wonderful transition I wanted to get into because, you know, with a book, you can kind of hide behind it. You know, it's just words people are reading, but you started these events where you're actually out in front, right? You're speaking and, and you're kind of there. So I, I kind of a two-parter. One is, Tell us about the, the the powerhouse woman kind of movement, I'll, I'll call it right, and these events that you're doing, because um, it seems really neat, at least a lot of the stuff I research online of, of kind of the momentum that it has. And then secondly, I want you to get into speaking. Were you nervous the first few times? Like, how, tell me about that process of getting in front of people and sharing your stories and being a little more vulnerable there. So I'll kind of leave it up to you on where you want to start with that. <laughs> yeah, it. Honestly, when you talk about the movement, it's taken me by complete surprise. I mean, I remember when we planned the first event and put it out there to the world, I was just kind of blown away by the response to it, which goes to show, 
back to my point about none of this is about me or how awesome Lindsay is. It really is about women resonating with this message and almost answering both questions. What I have been pleasantly surprised by, I think, as I've opened myself up to share a little bit more vulnerably about my fears and the things I still struggle with, that is what women are connecting with. They're not connecting with my highlight reel. Yes, people might be inspired by things that they see that we're achieving or our events selling out, but what really cuts to the heart of the women who we want to impact through this movement is by talking about the t last time I ugly cried because I was so out of my comfort zone or had so many doubts or, you know, talking about the, the challenges that I've faced. So that part actually opened up for me in writing. And then it was almost therapeutic to just be able to share my true authentic self and know that it's going to impact the people it's supposed to impact. Um, so that part was a little bit easier. Honestly, the, the scarier thing for me was putting my heart and soul out there in the form of a book. Um, speaking has always been something that I have really enjoyed. I can talk better than I can sit down and write something. And I feel like when people can hear your heart and your intention behind something, you can really make an even bigger impact. So the speaking part, and I think especially talking on something on a topic that I just love, and it, it's just everything that I, kind of like all my life experiences led up to this moment, that part has actually been kind of easy in a weird way, because I know for a lot of people, it would be the total opposite. And what are you hearing out there at these events? Like, is it similar stuff we talked about earlier? It's just a, the fear to take the first step or nervousness about what people will say? Like, what are what are people's thoughts around um, kind of, again, empowering themselves to, to do something a little bit different with their lives or uh, whether it's starting a business or just new hobbies, whatever it might be? I think it's all of that. And, you know, coupled with this imposter syndrome that I would say a lot of us feel, and I think this is men and women alike, where, and I've, I've had so many of these moments where it's almost like the deep down question is, who am I? Who am I to be doing this? Because we tend to look to the people out there, you know, either online or offline mentors, uh, people who inspire us, and we look at them and aspire to be like them. But we're not looking toward the people who are one or two steps behind us that need us to show up and share our authentic journey and share our gifts in order to give them permission to keep going. So I caught myself doing that so many times, and I think other women, you know, have resonated this that it's easy for me to look at the people who I aspire to be like and see how much work I have to do. I can just see all the areas where I would like to improve or where my business could grow and I could be doing better. But the people who I'm really here to impact are not those people. It's not the people who I look up to that I'm here to impact. It's the women who are just one or two steps behind where I am or are feeling some of the same fears and doubts. 
And I think that is the biggest thing that's given me freedom and that we try to really get across at our events through the women who come and speak and share their stories is to break down this idea that people that we look up to are any different than us. Each one of us is on our own version of this same journey and we're all doing the best we can with the resources and talents and skills that we have at any given moment. And when we start to break down some of those barriers, I think that is where, that's where we give permission to ourselves and others to step into what they're called to do as well. I love the way you just put that. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Cause I think, yeah, we live in this, the Instagram culture where, you know, you look up and you're like, man, this person's doing this and that, and they're so successful. And I think it weighs people down thinking they should be doing more, but don't know where to start instead of, Hey, how do we just take one little small step? Right. And how do, how does that, you know, fester into a second or third step? And so I like how you're talking about almost being the sounding board for some people, maybe not there yet. Um, that that's awesome. Um, you, you did talk about mentors uh, a minute ago and stuff. I'm curious your thought, cause I, my philosophy on it is no one makes it alone. Like there, there is a support system everyone has, whether it's one person or a myriad of folks. I'm curious if you can talk about that. Um, one, your thoughts on, on kind of support um, and, and how people should be looking at, you know, who should they have in their life or how should they actually ask for support or get mentors or whatever. I'm curious just your kind of thoughts around that or if there's certain people you've looked up to or kind of leaned on um, in kind of moments of doubt. Yeah, there's so many different ways to even answer that because I think that number one, who we surround ourselves with is one of the most powerful things, influences in our ultimate success is surrounding ourselves with like-minded people who are genuinely there to cheer us on and offer us support when needed. You know, we all need it. I still need that encouraging word or um, I just, I, I still, doesn't matter how far along in the journey, I always say that I thought there would be a point I would get to where kind of like the voices in my head, the voices of doubt and fear would get quieter. But if anything, if I've learned anything, it's that the, the bigger my vision gets, the louder those voices of, well, who are you to do this? And, you know, who's going to listen to you? The louder that nonsense gets. So I need to surround myself with, with other influences even more and people who can when needed who can be that voice to say no you're doing great and people need your vision so we got you know keep going what can i do to support you and then i think i have like this interesting relationship to to this the whole idea of mentors or you know people we look up to a lot of it is what you said about the instagram culture and you know, we're all putting our best foot out there and our best foot forward. So for me, honestly, the people who have inspired me most are the women who, yes, are successful, but they're so much more willing to share their breakdowns and the things that they have struggled with. And I've really tried to keep that in mind as, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think I still have trouble saying like, oh, that now that I have a platform or that I'm influencing people, I think we all have an influence on others around us, but the more that I've become conscious of the fact that people are watching and they are listening, it's more and more important for me to share the realness of what happens behind the scenes and help women see that I am no different than them. I'm literally no different. And we all are struggling with so many of the, 
the fear, fears and insecurities that, if we're honest, are in some way or another paralyzing all of us. And it's just a matter of how long are we going to allow that to have an influence like that over us? Or are we willing to, you know, everything we're talking about in this conversation, are we willing to, to take that step even though it's scary? So I don't know if that answers the question, but I think that, you know, we all are, we all have an influence on the people around us. And if you don't feel like you have the right kind of influence in your life, it's up to you and your vision depends on you finding the people who are going to be that positive influence on you and your journey. No, I think you're right. I, I don't think there's one clear cut answer to it. So there, there's a variety of different, uh, you know, paths you can go on with that. Um, you know, I'm curious as well, you know, are there anything, especially as you're building, um, especially with the, the powerless woman, some of the other stuff, is there any daily routines or habits that you've kind of employed to say, Hey, this is going to keep me consistent day in and day out or things you like to do. Just curious if there's anything you follow or is it kind of scattered each and every day? <laughs> I do my best to establish some routines. And when I'm, when I am consistent with these couple of things, it makes all the difference. One of them being, you know, how I start my day. So first thing in the morning, my faith is really important to me. So I usually do some sort of devotion or just really tune into my higher calling, higher purpose, remind myself what I'm really doing any of this for. And then the other thing I've been doing more recently that I really do find makes all the difference in my mental happiness and my like lower anxiety is I log out of my social media apps. And I think we're so connected and we're so, we're, we're so trained to look for those notifications and alerts. And if we're up to big things in the world, you know, we can't keep getting distracted throughout the day. So that was a big roadblock for me or a pitfall, I guess I should say that I was always kind of like reacting to what other people wanted from me or other people's validation via like, Oh, do they like that post? So I'll get on in the, in the morning, I'll post what I need to maybe do some Instagram stories or whatever it is that I have scheduled for that day. And then I make myself log out. And that way I'm not bothered by the notifications or don't get off track if I'm working on a project that really requires a lot of my creative energy. And I'm not perfect at it, of course. Like I'm not going to tell you that 100% of the time I just have great boundaries around it. But I noticed that that's one area I go to sabotage myself. And this is part of just having self-awareness is I notice that if I'm like really feeling a little bit stretched and I'm kind of up against my next breakthrough, I'll go, I'll find myself mindlessly scrolling social media, looking for evidence that I'm not good enough. So I just have to like catch myself when I notice I'm falling into bad habits like that, that aren't, they aren't helping me take that next step on whatever my next breakthrough is. And those two for me, just having a morning routine and then logging out of social media when I'm not consciously using it for a purpose have made all of the difference in at least the phase of life that I'm in right now. And what about um, in terms of acquiring new knowledge or, or new ideas and stuff? Do you read it all? Do you listen to other podcasts? Is there certain things you'd share that, you know, maybe you might recommend, uh, you know, the, the folks out there, maybe one or two things they should look at? Um, it could be some entertainment stuff as well. I don't know. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, my husband was making a comment the other day just about like the stacks of books I have everywhere. So I'm one who I'm typically reading two to three different books at a time. And a lot of times they're different subjects, different topics, which I always thought was a little bit, um, I almost thought it was like a little bit scatterbrained of me. But I heard, I don't remember who it was. I heard another like person that I, I look up to, I follow, say that they do the same thing. So I just like gave myself permission that maybe, maybe I just like to read about like various topics all at one time. And then I'm a huge fan of, of podcasts and audiobooks. I am super excited to dive into more episodes of your show because it's absolutely in line with the topics that I love to learn about and hear about. So I think just um, that's another way in terms of mentors and role models that we can surround ourselves with like-minded people is listening to their thoughts, hearing their stories, either via great books or podcasts. And I always ask for fun, like, you know, what would someone be kind of shocked to hear or maybe surprised? I don't know, something like when you guys kind of check out and you're like away from work or anything, anything fun you do or anything other, you know, I don't know. Anything, it'd be exciting for people to hear like, oh, that's pretty cool that she does that. Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. And I feel like I'm kind of a boring, boring person. Let me think a little bit on what people might be surprised to know. I, um, for the most part, I'm pretty simple. I love to just unplug and unwind with my husband and our rescue dog. But I do think people would be surprised if there was like a hidden camera in our house at just literally how nerdy and goofy my husband and I are. Everything from like wearing um, weird outfits. Like I have like this Care Bear onesie that sometimes like just to lounge around I'll wear because why not? Or, or like um, Christmas jammies. I'm a huge fan of Christmas jammies and just like spontaneous dance parties at any moment of the day. So I feel like that's the stuff that if, if there was a hidden camera, people might be surprised to see and to learn. But other than that, it's pretty PG over here. <laughs> if there hasn't been an Instagram post with the Care Bear thing, you got you to you post that online for everyone can see that. Well, <laughs> there actually was. Oh, really? And okay. um, it was our, well, it was our Halloween costume two Halloweens ago. And obviously, like, we just keep it in the closet for a rainy day. So, like, this year on Halloween, we put a, we were just going to stay home, hand out candy, and we, we rode our bikes around the neighborhood in our Care Bear onesies. And we're, like, you know, grown adults, like, 35 years old with no kids. So, people probably think we're so weird. But that's okay. It's, it's fun. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to have fun in life. Where, uh, yes. Tell everyone where they can find you online. Yeah, so I hang out on both Facebook and Instagram. Lindsay Schwartz, I'm Lindsay with an E. And um, right now we're, we're reworking the Powerhouse website. And so everything will eventually be under one roof at powerhousewomen.co. But if you go there right now, there's really nothing to see because we're still building that out. Um, but you know, social media is a great place to connect. I, I really do love to have actual, develop actual connections with people through that platform. So always feel free to reach out, say hi. I'll probably send you a video message back. I'm a big fan of sending video messages. <laughs> leave, uh, leave the audience with uh, any one nugget. Maybe it's a quote you love, um, some inspirational thought. What, what would you kind of share to kind of uh, close the uh, interview on? Oh, man. 
I would say, I think it ties together everything we've been talking about. Just know that no one else has it all together either. Even the people you think do, do not have it all together. And if you feel called to pursue something, to create something, if you're getting that little nudge to pursue a curiosity, there is definitely something there for you. And I think the biggest thing that tends to hold us back is thinking that other people have it all together, but I'm here to tell you, they definitely do not. Lindsay, it's been a pleasure to chat with you, have you on here. Thanks so much for uh, taking time out of here to, to uh, share your story. Oh, thank you so much. Hey gang, hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you guys can find me online, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O as well as on Instagram and Twitter, at Brian Draco. And if you guys are loving this podcast, I certainly would appreciate a review on iTunes or Google Play. It'd certainly mean the world to me. Hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and look forward to catching you soon. Take care.